This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys, I have a gentleman, Kevin Akapawa, who I met a few years back at a nursing conference. I was just attending with my wife, trying to get the game on some business that she wanted to do in the healthcare. This young man, he was there. He was a nurse at the time, just a nurse looking for a change. You could tell that he had the fire in his eye. He was ready to make, you know, some bigger money than what uh, nurses could make and control his own destiny. Fast forward. Years prior, you know, in the future, whatever, my, my wife says, check out the guy, Kelvin, boasting these big checks from his business. I'm talking about big checks, so you guys don't understand what it may, means to make $20,000 plus a month. He's going to give us the game because, of course, we are in the same training that he did, and he's going to share his experience going from nursing to a six-figure and possibly, I might not know this, seven-figure entrepreneur. Kelvin, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Kellen. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I don't want all your family to be, you know, you, um, on you, calling you during, you know, COVID times, Christmas time. So we don't have to go full into the bag. But the checks that I saw were ten, fifteen, thirteen thousand dollar checks. You have come a long way, and I just want to congratulate you, man. It's inspiring. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. T- tell us about the journey on, you know, what took you from nursing to entrepreneur. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that, man. So, Kellen, my story's a little bit more, um, the need, first of all, the, my, the need for me to, I've always had this entrepreneurial aspirations drive, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I grew up in, you know, Nigeria, obviously. I'm, a, I'm an African. I came to the United States with my family when I was 20. Um, so back in Nigeria, my dad had his own, his own business was another opinion, you know what I mean? So, and which involved marketing, production, coming down as a biochemist. So marketing, production. And so I, I was I was exposed to that earlier on. And I always knew that, I always knew that, you know, I want to go into some sort of business. But back then, growing up, you you know, your, the culture you grew up in, sort of, um, you either want, you either go to medical school or pharmacy or law school, and you know, that's pretty much the sciences. So when my family came to America, quite naturally, um, med school was a thing. I was mine. Okay, that's the thing to do. So I started college. I was doing a pre-med, but in college I was wild. B. I was just out of control, man. You know, parties, chicks, the whole nine. I, I blew up. I blew my GPA. So when that happened, I switched. I switched majors really quick, and um, you know, I became a psych major. I graduated. And I still was pursuing medical school, you know, so I did my, pre, I did a post back in Portland State in Oregon. And I even attempted to, uh, after my post back, I got into a program uh, with a medical school down in the Caribbean. And I didn't, I didn't make it. So I came back to the States and, you know, nursing school was my, you know, that was a plan B for me. So I, I did my, so I applied to nursing school. 
I did accelerated program for fifth, I think it was uh, eleven months. I got my I got my, my my degree and I started working. But while I was in school, I knew that I always wanted to go into business. I knew that the the rat race being an employee just wasn't for me, if you will, because of my prior experiences. You know, after my my, my first um, when I got my my first um, degree, um, because I just wasn't cut for you know um, the corporate nonsense. So while I was in nursing school, I started researching opportunities for, for, for just for nurses and business, and I found this organization in NBA. And I joined as a student nurse, and while I was in school, I saw that the following year they were going to have a conference. So I, you know, I, I came for the conference, and I specifically that was, was where I met you, your wife, and the other great nurses, and I, of course met my mentor Stella. And uh, she, you know, I, you know, I joined coaching and. Um, she asked me, you know, it was about, so pretty much it's elder care, right? It's elder care. She's an elder care expert, you know, caring for seniors in their homes or wherever they call her. So she said, okay, she said to actually, she said, uh, when I get back to New York to do my research, and uh, she said, what, what states am I nearby? So I said, of course, I live in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, because at the time I was going to do it in New York, but New York had a, uh, a two-year backlog with applications. And so she said, okay, what's the next that's close to you? I said, New Jersey and Connecticut. So I chose to open my office in New Jersey. This was, I think, 2017. And, um, and you know, it's been, um, it's been a trying experience. At a point, um, I was, I, I was going to walk away from the business because, because at the time I was, I was a brand new nurse, right? Do, you know, do my nursing job and funding the cost of a brand new business. The good thing is that this business model does not, does not require a whole lot of capital. You can work your income as a nurse. You can use that income to fund the business at the same time. So it was great. So I started the business, and uh, uh, you know, and, and with the thing with business, you, you really get to learn yourself, know about yourself, how you respond in times of crisis, right? So you know, and of course, with Stella's mentorship, I've been able to you know go to business, and um, you know, those checks she saw, those like those are like um, those are like uh, monthly checks. Um, from different clients, of course, you know. So I, I think at a point, at that point, I was about. In, I was at that point, I was about sixty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars of monthly gross income at that point, you know. So it was, it was just, it was great. It was a great, it was a great feeling, um, having employees. About, I, I had about 14, 15, 16 employees at that point, you know. And uh, and of course, COVID came and uh, COVID impacted impacted us. Well, we slowly but surely, you know, building back up. Wow. Now that that's a big jump. And again, I'm so happy to hear like going from taking, you know, orders and okay, I got to do this to saying, you know what, I'll work PRN at best just to keep my license. <laughs> um, so yeah. so what, what I was saying, what I was saying about that, right. So mm-hmm. especially to nurses out there and healthcare professionals who are looking to be entrepreneurs and, 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 be their own bosses, those people who have always had the dream and aspiration of working for themselves in some capacity, just be, just have a plan and, and be strategic about it, right? Don't just go cold turkey. For me, I had, of course, I had Stella, my mentor, God, thank God, shout out to Stella, man, she's an amazing, and just in terms of supporting me, God, and she would try, and she would try you, man, she tested me, you know? Um, so I went from the bed, I went, I went from being a bedside nurse, right? And from there, she challenged me to to quit that job, and I took a 
So after, so let, let, let me let me back up. My first year of being a nurse, I worked as, as a brand new nurse, new, what they call new grad. I worked at a, a teaching hospital in Brooklyn, New York. And after my first year, I made after my first year, after new, my first my first nursing job, my second job, I I, I landed six six figures. I landed a job that was paying me six figures. And everybody around me was like, "Yo, dude, what are you doing? Like, how are you making this much money? Like, you you are, you just graduated. How are you making six figures?" He's like, the, the, the job I had, the new job was was home care, seeing patients in their homes. And I, I remember, I remember my the nurses I knew, or the senior nurses, senior nurses, like, like, yo, Kelvin, that paid off for you. That's for paying for. That's a pay for like veteran nurses. How come after a year, just a year of being a nurse, you you making six figures? It was just God's favor. So after that, after doing that job, Stella, Stella then I said to him, okay. It's time for you to go PRN. I'm not. I'm not. Whoa, PRN. How am I gonna pay my bills, right? <laughs> so she challenged me to go PRN. I went PRN, and and we, we walk in PRN. So even though they, they, they were paying me six figures, the downside of that was that they had control over my time. And once I got in business, you always hear people say, "Time is money." That is so true. I learned that the hard way because. Even though the company was paying me six figures, they had absolute control over my time, so I could not walk in my business like 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 I wanted to. So I worked for that I worked for that company for about a year, and I went I, I left them and I went back to the hospital working PRN, which means that I then I'll give the hospital the schedule, my schedule, right? So I only walk when I want to walk, and my so I worked twelve days out of the month. The other days I was working in my business. So after I did it for about another year, so I was like, it's time to quit your job. I'm not quit, but I'm not, I'm not quit. So um, effective January 1st of this year, I went full-time in my business. And um, and this is me going full-time in my business. This is me scared. I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? You know, it's food. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay? You know, all this fear and, and just fear and anxiety of going all in and, it's interesting because six months later, I'm five months later in. I'm still making good. I'm making good income for my business, right? I'm paying my bills. I'm paying my paying my staff. You know, paying my overhead, and 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 I, I take on my daily my. So every week has its challenges, right, in business. And as I go through its challenge, it makes me stronger. It makes me better. I get more experience. So what I would say to those healthcare professionals who are looking to go into business. Definitely have a strategy, right? Don't just go cold turkey. Have a strategy and walk your plan. Now, explain to the people because a lot of folks, and I, I see it as a consultant because I see so many, you know, different businesses and the models and what people have tried. And and we know Stella's plan works. Thank thank God for her truly. Um, but what? did you do to, when you got those, you know, you get $60,000 of income in a month and then, you know, people were like, Oh, $60,000, he can ball out, but break down like your thought process. What am I going to do? Am I going to pay myself first, which some experts say, am I going to pay my employees first? What was your thought process and strategy? And, you know, was that, um, you know, and then at the end of the day, you know, how much of that did you have to profit to really, you know, do whatever you want it with? Because a lot of business owners, they don't, that disconnect comes once they first get their little bit of money and they look at it as all profit. 
So the thing is that thank God for Stella's mentorship yet again. Um, once upon a time, I used to worry about money, 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 and Stella calls it the 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 scarcity mentality, which really comes from not having a lot growing up in poverty, right? So when you all the all that check you're saying, of course, you want to pay your pay your, your your team, your staff, right? You want to pay your staff. You want to pay the payroll company. You pay your overhead, like rent. You know, you want to pay like phone bills. You want to pay, um, you know, pretty much cover the cost of your overhead, cover the cost of payroll. Then Stella gave me a very important advice. I do not focus on the money. I only after paying, after paying. You know, my staff and taking care of the the, over, uh, the overhead of the, of the business, I only pay myself what I need. So, for example, if my monthly expense between my bills is, let's say, if my monthly expense, my monthly personal expense status, if it's say three thousand dollars, for example, right? Then what I'll do every two weeks. Uh, pay myself fifteen hundred dollars, no more, no less. I live strictly on what I need. The excess, just leave it in your account. Don't worry about it. Just let it come. Just, just let it, let it sit there. And that's exactly what I've been doing, right? Um, I don't. Wor- I, I do not worry about the money so much because that's now you know. Just let it. And 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 this is why I'm in coaching because. With each stage in the business, Stella infuses, interjects what I need to do. Okay, you make expansion capital now. This is what you can do. This is what you should do. And this is why I highly recommend to anyone looking to go into business, whatever business venture, whatever field you're looking to go into, look for someone who has been successful in that field and let them mentor you. And that's why coaching is really important. Mentorship has been great for me. I cannot really, I can't even, I can't. Thank God, man. I, I can't, I can't, I can't overstate, overstate the importance of it. But to answer your question yet again, just to summarize it, I pay my team, my employees. I cover the cost of the overhead of the business between rent and phone, and and the cost of my time management system with my employees clocking clock out. Pretty much cover all my overhead. Then pay myself only what I need. And what what you realize when you do that is this. That when you were an employee, when, so, so let me back up. When I was working in the hospital and working in home care, and people told me, oh, I want to go into business. I want to do this. I want to do that. And the, the, and the complaint people have is that they don't have money. And Stella would tell me that. Stella would tell me back then, a couple of years ago, that's not true. You have a lot of money. Now I know what she's talking about. Because now that I pay myself only what I need, I realized that when I was an employee in the hospital and in home care, and as a paradigm nurse, I had a whole lot of disposable income. Mm-hmm. Because when you pay yourself chicken what you need, those other extra monies that I had as a nurse, I used to go bowling, trips, you know, shopping and whatnot. And I'm, I'm like, oh, snap. So really, if anyone really wants to go into business and they're really responsible and hold themselves accountable in how they spend their money, they realize that they do have a whole lot of disposable income that they can use towards their business, whatever that is. So that's what I've learned in the process. And and that's, you know, easier said than done because you see that, I mean, 
people can waste millions of money. We see it from athletes, entertainers, even during this COVID time, you know, Gabriel Union is telling us people are one check away and they've made millions and I've seen it. I mean, I've had clients who can do, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars every day in their life by just, you know, saying something for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and then hard times come and you say, what did you do with all your money? But it's spent in things that you don't need. You don't have to have the Maybach because your neighbor has it. You know, Mm -hmm. my neighbor has a Maserati and I hear the neighbor down the way has the McLaren. I don't have to necessarily keep up with them. Personally, I like renting those things on Turo and not having (laughs) Oh, you're my kind of guy. You're my kind of guy. (laughs) You know about Turo. Once Once you mention Turo, I'm like, yeah. He's my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, don't you love that that site when you want to stunt, you can stunt. And when, right. you, you, know, when you don't want to be seen in your whatever, I got a Toyota um, and nobody is checking for this Toyota, but it's clean. But, you know, that's you don't have to have what your, your, your neighbors have. And that's why America is so broke. And, you know, especially in the black community no matter where you're from, it's always the same thing. I've gone to Soweto, Kenya, Ethiopia, Cameroon, Jamaica, Mexico, even in black Mexico, you see the same thing. Right. You know. So, so huh. Kevin, let me, let me, let me, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Right. Yeah. So, and especially in this time that we're living through, we are all in quarantine, living through the pandemic. Um, it has afforded me a lot of time to really think, right? Mm. Um, by nature, I'm an in, by nature, I'm, I'm very introspective. I like to collect my thoughts a lot. I spend a lot of time by myself. N- now, because of the circumstances in which we live in, you know, I'm even more forced to do that. And the one thing I'm realizing, Kevin, is that for me, right, I, I, didn't, grow up, I didn't grow up skinny. I didn't grow up rich, having a lot of money. So I, I, I do want to have certain life experiences, right? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, to some extent, I can be material. I, I can be, let's do more. I can be uh, flamboyant and flashy to some extent, right? On the one hand, I will acknowledge that. Bobby's an Nigerian in me. You know how we Nigerians are, right? On the other hand, though, I don't know that I want to chase, in fact, I mean, I, for a fact, I do not want to chase, I don't want to keep chasing material success and material positions as the hallmark of success vis-a-vis how our society always put it in our face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned something that I think is key, right? People should be learned, people should not use other people's lives as a yardstick in measuring their success. And yet again, this is why I, I keyed back to mentorship. Stella's mentorship has really helped me to really change my perspective of what success means, right? Um, it, is, it, is imper- it is imperative for anyone looking to go into business to have a mentor, a mentor who has, who has an, an holistic approach to business, meaning your personal life, your business life, your spiritual life. A mentor who's going to tie all of, tie all of that together in your approach to business is really, really important. So, what do I mean? Once upon a time, I remember, you know, you, you go on social media, you see people flashing, the, you know, their 
their wealth, you know, their material stuff. And you're like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm not living the life. You, mean, you make you feel bad, if you will. I used to be that guy at some point. But now that I'm in business, I now get to define success for me. For, I, I get to define what success means to me. Let me give an example. This week, for example, um, during COVID, right, I lost like three of my big clients mm. because they passed, right? So, of course, that, that affected my cash flow, right? Now, in the last week or so, I've been doing, since COVID, still has been challenging all, all of us to become creative with our marketing because we're not able to physically go out to market because of social distancing. She's not challenging us as, you know, as entrepreneurs to really to get creative with our marketing from using the virtual platforms, from the Zoom calls, Facebook lives, making phone calls, and from all these things, and, 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 and each week we have weekly goals. And from all this marketing that I've been doing, I've been getting, so for instance, for instance this week, I'll, I'll be admitting two brand, two brand new clients. Last week, I admitted one. So for me, this is my success, right? Vis-a-vis -vis my hard work. I put in the work and I'm seeing the result and that made me feel really good. And you know what it does? Boost my confidence, do it even more. So now I have tunnel vision. I'm not worried about what the next person on, his, on, on, the, on the gram is doing or what the next person on Facebook is, is doing. I get to define what success means to me and I'm proud about it. I own that. That's my success. I own it. So I say like that to say that People should not focus on so much on material wealth. I get it. If you come from, if, if you come from not having a lot, once you start having money, you want you want what to know that you want what to know that you're making money. I get that, but at some point it should be it should become about it should become about at least I think becoming it should become about content being content with where you are, such that no matter no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what brand new car, you are content with what you have. Oh yeah. No, no, I, I definitely, I definitely um, get it. And this is why, you know, with us opening the companion care, it's, it's, it's one thing, but one thing I know about myself, I like opening businesses. I like to try to find a system and I, and I really, Stella is someone who coined into that, you know, years ago, like what's the system? Because I know what I like doing day to day and I love doing my consulting. I love doing my PR um, but it's even more consulting now during the COVID times because people need the the expertise and 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 things have just grown. But right. but you know, give people a clear um, uh, you know sight. Is this the type of business that if they grow it to the level that you've grown it, that they can then hire someone and then step back and not do it? Or is this for the entrepreneur who needs to constantly be involved in their business? No, absolutely. Um, uh, so if you have to, if you have to be constant, so let me, let me back up. A good business model is one that allows you the freedom to the freedom to do other things, right? If you have to constantly micromanage your business model, then micromanage your business, then that's not a good business. So I say that to say that yes, yes, you can. So right now, because I'm in a I'm, I'm in a business stage in my business, I of course have to work in my business, right? Mm -hmm. I have to. You know, I'm, I'm the, I have to do my daily operations. After the, I'm, I'm daily operations. I'm the HR person. 
I'm the you know payroll person. I, I play all the different I the different all the different aspects of the business on me because you know uh, for about a year or so I stepped away from the business, right? And towards the end of towards the end of last year, or so I I you know I started back in and. January 1st of 2020, I'm all in full-time now. So now what I'm doing now, I'm working in my business full-time. Now I can, I can master all aspects of the business such that when I do hire someone, I can teach them. Because you do not want to hire, hire employees and you, when, when you haven't mastered your systems, right? You want to, you want to master all aspects of the systems. That way you can train, train other people to this, to, on how you want it done. So I see your question. Yes, it is a it's a, it's a kind of business model. And, and FYI, I, I did have an office person, right? I, I, at a point, I did have a, an office person that was running a business that was managing the daily operations for me, but I had to let it go because she wasn't growing with the business. So right now, with the, with the with the systems I have, I don't need anyone else. If I could do it, I I could do it, but I could manage. I can run all aspects of the business. But as but as I grow. Right, I start growing the business. Obviously, at some point, I'm going to need someone to come in, and in fact, that's some of the that's one of the things um, Stella Stella hones in in, in in this coaching course. At some point, she's and we've seen I had had this conversation too. She's going to let me know when I need to hire someone, bring someone in. That way, it can free me up to do other things. Because as a business owner, as a, as an as an entrepreneur, your best, you know. Your time is best spent in building those relationships that brings you more business, right? It's not, it's, it, it's, it brings, it's of no value when you go and do like the payroll and, you know, uh, scheduling and other stuff that, that does not bring value to the business. As a business owner, your, your time is best spent in the field, creating those relationships that brings more business. And quite frankly, personally, that's the part I enjoy the most, the, the more, the networking and, and going to events and, and go to uh, uh, the chamber meetings and, you know, meeting people. That's, that's where I thrive because I'm, I'm a social butterfly and I can talk my head off. So I, I like that part. I, I love that part myself. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love it. Um, the, 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 especially the swanky stuff, you know, I'm invited, you know, to so, so many things because people want good energy and it's right. so hard sometimes um, in the entrepreneurial circle, you find people, some people are doing great. Some people are doing so great. They're scared to, you know, go back. How do you deal with the mental health and sometimes, you know, the depression that entrepreneurs are known to have because it's all on you. Right. Yo, Caleb, man, you just, you making me smile because you get in, you're asking the right questions and I'm not sounding your head in the right place. Um, man, see, I'm gonna, I don't know. I hope your audience doesn't mind this, but as a single man, you 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 realize that in business, you really need now more than ever. You realize that the at least where I'm at, the space where I'm at in my life now, you realize that you need um, a worthy partner, right? You realize that you you do need a, a woman who is going to believe in you and, and support you. It, it makes a difference, right? On the one hand, on the other hand, though. Your mental health is everything, and I and I and Kellen, I gotta tell you to you to, to you and the wife and whoever else has you know looking to go into this business, whatever you guys do, please stick with Stella, man, because that woman has been 
she's been very transformative in my life. You know what I mean? Um, that's a real thing because if you, if your mental health is messed up, because your, your 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 personal life and your business life to some extent is one and the same. Because if your personal life is messed up, then your business life is messed up, right? Because it it, it fits the they fit each other. So you come to realize that it's it's in fact according to me irresponsible to not think your mental health and your physical health seriously as an as an entrepreneur because it's it's very vital. Now I'm guilty as charged because I like to eat, right? And I have a <laughs> and Stella's always on my case about eating right and you know eating healthy and 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 being on my what was she, the, other, the other day she gave me this regimen for um uh, this uh to boost my immune system. So thank God I've been in that, especially in this COVID time that I don't fall sick. So exercising is important, right? Exercising, eating right. You know, um, you have to have a routine, right? That's why I say to you, when you go into business, when you become an entrepreneur, it really, really tests you. You get to know who you are. Let me give an example. Back in January, when I, you know, January 1st, 2020, I went in full time. I remember the first couple of weeks, I used to get anxiety attacks, right? Because, um, let's say I, you know, I did my, I do the schedule for the week. Right, and I send the schedule out to my employees, and they confirm, and they confirm the schedule, right? And I'm home sleeping, enjoying my day. I'm like, thank God, I'm like, this is the life. And I have a clock in. I get up when I want to get up, and at seven o'clock or five o'clock in the morning, I get a phone. My business phone rings. I'm like, who's calling me now? And I answer the phone, and the employee tells me that she's calling now. She can't make it to work. I'm like, what do you mean? You confirmed the schedule. And this is a client that cannot, this is a client that's getting 24-hour care. They cannot do that. They need care, right? Not to mention the, fa- the, the client's family, they increase certification. So they left the client in our care. So we're, we're like, now we're like, we are now the family. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You confirmed the schedule. She needs care. What are you talking about? She said, nah, I can't make it. Some nonsense excuse she gave me she's pretty much lying i knew she was lying so i hang up the call i'm like now i'm getting palpitations i can't see right i can't breathe i just having anxiety oh my god what am i gonna do i want to lose this client all this negativity right all this negative fitting to the neg- negativity and so that was typical of my first month in business full-time I used to get a lot of anxiety attacks, especially if I have a call out. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Just to, and then, then, then what happens is this, right? You feel the negative energy, and you get depressed, and you get anxious. Oh my God, what am I going to do? As opposed to because then, then when you see that energy, it now prevents you from actually problem solving, right? Because, like Stella also told, always tells me, as a business owner you are a professional problem solver. That's what you get paid for. So if you feed that anxiety, it does you no good. So what you do, you step away, step out and say, okay, this is causing me stress. This is causing me anxiety. What do I do to fix it? That's a problem. How do I fix it? So that's what I've learned to do. So five months later, I am not comfortable with managing those kind of crises because I've become accustomed to it. So, for example, last night, I got an email from one of my, one of my employees saying, I'm just letting you know, 
on such and such day, I can't make it. I'm not sure. In the past, that would, that would cause anxiety. I would freak out. Like, oh my God. I just, just because that fear, fear, oh my God, fear, you know, fear that, that, that instant, oh my God, right? Now I'm, I just, I'm cool with it, man. Cool like, cool like, cool like ice. You know what I mean? And just, you know, and not know how to manage this kind of crisis. So I say all of that to say that the depression, that and the loneliness that comes with entrepreneurship is real, but that's why you need to feel you need to you need to take care of your mental health. It's very important, and also you need to have if you have if you have a spouse or if you have family members, it's good to have positive people in your corner who's going to, to go be by your corner and and support you and build you up because you actually need that. It's not easy, man. It's all it's 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 not easy. It's all right in you, man. It's 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 a big thing. Mental health. It's a big, big deal. And what do you do? Because that, I mean, I won't, I, you know, God is good. Because that is with this business of a business that I personally know very little about and going through all the training. And I, you know, I listen, I, I hear good. But in my business, if I, you know, if, if, if I have a consultant or a publicist who doesn't do their job, I can do their work and I can probably do it better than them. I just have built a team because I've done this for two decades. But mm. I, what did you do? Someone calls you out. Like that's a, a, a nightmare. But what do you <laughs> do? call care.com's like 1-800-911-MIND? <laughs> moment. <laughs> no, sir, it's good. That's a good question. So, um, so for one, you have backup caregivers, right? People who want to back up. So, for example, when someone calls out, I just have the cake, the, the the employee current or the client. Let them know. Listen, if I, if I cannot if I cannot find someone to replace them, let them know. Okay, let them know. Listen, this is what's happening, um, and I'm not be, I'm, I will not be able to send you relief until tomorrow or two days later. And you know, plus they cannot just leave someone who's um, elderly. And who also probably has other comorbidities by themselves because it's against the law. The elderly, they have to be cared for. So you know, and 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 that also ties into having a good relationship with the team, right? Being you know, treating your team with respect, talking to them with respect, being nice to them. You know what I mean? Like for example, I remember last year uh, we we had we had an end of year party. I had a Christmas party for my team, and I had my family come out. You know, my parents and my siblings. And my, you know, it was my my dad. My parents were shocked when they saw my staff. You know, like about fifteen people, and they were like, "These are your staff." So it was it was it felt so good for my parents to really acknowledge my success. And when I came home, they actually I knelt down and they had me kneel down to pray for me and they blessed me. So it was such a good feeling, right? So you know, I try so I do what I can for my staff. Just let them know that I appreciate them. That way, when this when these little call-offs happen, you know, I'm not I'm not stuck. Right, but also you also want to have like backup people that you can call and go to work right away when you need them. So these are the systems you have in place in the event of a call out. Okay, okay, and 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 that is you know what I need to hear. That's also what people need to hear, whether their business, whatever their business is, because if you can't whoever you've hired to do the job can't do the job. There's another uh, business I'm working on and it's in, um, you know, it, it's in the developing stages. And I'm like, 
I, I can always find a backup. It's handyman type work. You can always okay. find a backup at Home Depot if your mm-hmm. first team backs up. So, but in, in healthcare, it's different because, I mean, this is people's lives. Yes, you got to be that. <laughs> yeah, on, on the line. So, you know, that, that's, that's good. And I don't want to give the people a game overload because they've heard you say Stella, Stella, and they need to, you know, you know kind of go through and see if that is a – way they want to go because companion care in most states is very easy in florida it was a 50 dollar uh fee and we're just waiting for the license to come back but, oh okay yeah so so and that's just the companion care not the you know home health agency the other additional services but just to sit with someone but with all your success that you've had what is your community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future for the community Count, you know what, man, this guy here, man, you, you, I feel, feel like you're reading my mind, man. But so here's the thing, Kellen, uh, I'm going to say this to you, right? And, and this will come as a shock, you know, to your audience, but please don't judge me, right? And this is, I'm, I'm, I want to speak based on truth and honesty, right? So I, I grew up in a part of the world where community, giving back to the community was not, was not the doctrine, was not part of the social ether, if you will, right? Unlike in the American system where giving back, giving back in, in all aspects of American life, it's, it's promoted as priest, you know, it's second nature. When I was coming up in Nigeria, that was not the case. So fast forward coming to America, you know, uh, it doesn't come to me readily, right? And so for example, my younger siblings who grew up here, they do that every day, all day. They just, you know, they, they go volunteer in the soup kitchens, you know, help the home, feed the homeless, whatever, things like that. Those things, they are great and no, noble things. But for me, they don't come natural because I wasn't nurtured like that coming up. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, though, now that I'm in a community working with the, for instance, the, okay, let me give an example. The Chamber of Commerce, my local Chamber of Commerce, I work closely with them. And I was have I had the same conversation with the president of the Chamber of Commerce, Commerce the other day, and 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 I, I was like, you know, I, I really want to get into more community events, giving back, and I, I was asking her, what can I do? Like she said, okay, Kevin, sure, that's great. They have a couple of uh, free they have events coming up, so like I want to come out and volunteer my time, help people, help you know, help volunteer, help, help, help volunteer, and setting up setting up stuff, setting up events, like. The other day, she called me two days ago, and she said that a lot of the restaurants in our town, where my business is, um, she wants they they they're slowly slowly they're slowly opening back up. So she said, if I could do her a favor and just call like call like maybe a couple twenty restaurants to know what their plan is for reopening, that way the residents know what they're doing as far as reopening, you know, to the extent that they can support their business. And I'm like, great, sign me up. I'll do that, right? I'd love to do that. And she said they have a um, coming up. I think next month, so they're having some sort of community um, community event. Uh, uh, hopefully, they can have this um, parade coming up. She said, if, if I want, I could volunteer for be part of the uh, the, the, uh, this, uh, the committee to set it up. I'm like, sure. So these are some of the things that I'm slowly, slowly getting back into as a way to be more involved and engage with the community because I, I I feel the need. And the sense to do that, and especially now that I'm a business owner, 
all of a sudden, I'm realizing things. When you are in business, you start realizing things for yourself. Like that becomes makes you just a lot more responsible. Makes you part of the. Uh, it makes you just a part of the community. It makes the community identify with you. It just makes you a lot more responsible. Responsible from a corporate standpoint, it just makes sense. No, it definitely, definitely makes sense. And, you know, I mean, the Chamber of Commerce are, are great moves. I mean, uh, your local SCORE is always looking for mentors. Rotaries are always, you know, Kiwanis, Lions, all these places are community-type givebacks. But even, like, the young professionals uh, groups in every city, I mean, right. it's great because, I mean, especially when they see a man in healthcare. You know, that's not the everyday thing. That's not the norm, right? Yeah. I get it. And, and, and one thing, I'm glad you mentioned that because one thing about me too, Kelly, I'm realizing that I, I, um, I like to, I, I didn't realize until recently, in the last couple of years, in the last two years, I realized that I like sharing information of value, right? What do I mean? Mm. So, and unfortunately, as an African and, and black people in general, I noticed that when we have valuable information, we want to keep it to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to hoard it. Oh, it's just for me, 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 me. But for me, I realized that when I, okay, let me, case in point. When I was a, when I was a staff nurse working at the hospital, and then at that point, I already had, a, had my business, and I had a chip, I'm going to be honest, get this charge together, I had a chip on my shoulder. I feel like I was that. I'm like, what? You can't tell me. Like, I was, I was that guy, right? Yeah. But, but then it, I loved sharing information with nurses about going to business because they would see me, right? And they're like, "How come you? Work, how come you really work twelve days a week, twelve days a month? Like, how do you do it?" And I'll laugh, right? And I'll tell them, "This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Not, not to not to show off. That wasn't a point. I'm like, listen, as a nurse, it's possible for you to do this, do this, do that. And I would tell them about Stella and NBA. What's possible for nurses? And I just love sharing this information because I want to bring people value. So that's something I, I look forward to doing more of, right? I really, one of, the, one of the plans I have, I want to go back to my alma mater in, in, in Pennsylvania and talk to the nursing class, right? I, and talk to them about going to business because back when I was in nursing school, my, my colleagues, my friends there in school, my nursing friends knew then and that when all of them were talking about going to school um, after, after the first degree, going back to get a master's or becoming a nurse, nurses, whatever the plan is, Whenever they would ask me, I would talk, I would say business, business. So it's funny because two weeks ago, one of my boys from school called me, two of them, and they I told them what I was doing. They were like, yo, Kevin, was like, you're like, yo, you, you, can we get a job? <laughs> so I started laughing. And then it's, then it's like, you know what? I'm not, they're not really shocked because when I was in school, that was all I talked about, going into business. So I wanted, I, I really want to talk to um, young professionals, you know, nursing, nursing students, who are looking to go into business and sort of sort of encourage them and tell them what's possible, tell them my story. You know, what I mean, of course, I'm I'm still I'm still young the business. I'm not, you know, but still share my experience thus far and what's possible. I would love to do that as a as a way to give back and just bring it in value. Man, we're gonna we're gonna talk. You know, I know off air, but I, I could see the 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 SBA, the Chamber of Commerce. Um, the young professional groups usually they're all tied in, but I can see you 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 chairing your own healthcare division of that 
um, since you know you are in New Jersey. Again, folks, don't want to give you a game overload. You've learned a lot. Go back, rewind. I need you to like and share this information to inspire somebody because we know there's a lot of people who want to do business, but they don't have that push. You are that push. We are just here to facilitate and to tell stories. So, Kelvin, I thank you for coming on. We're going to continue this off air. So, sure, sure, for real, man, for real. Thank you for having me, and thank you to your audience. I appreciate it. You guys, been blessed. Like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.